0: So this episode is gonna go out, I think, the week after we record it. So it's gonna be a little bit of a of a more loose edit. Um, but the nice thing about that is that we get to talk about any current Star Trek stuff we want to talk about, and it actually is like somewhat.
1: That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Is there? I'm trying to think if there's any big recent news that came out.
0: Well, I, I, um, this is not like really news. We don't have to talk about it like too much or anything, but just. So folks know, and like we mentioned it too. But but uh, in I guess I think a week the week that this comes out, I think, uh, or maybe the following week, there is it's October twenty eighth. So the, and this is coming out on what day is this coming out? This is coming out on yeah. So it's the the twenty fourth. Yep. So um, the so a few days after this ep- this episode comes out is the start of Star Trek Prodigy, which is the kind of kids uh, cartoon. Uh, show that's that's going to be a kind of a three D animated thing with with Way in it, and they've also said Chakotay is going to be in it. And, um, I don't think that they've said how many episodes it's going to be, so um, I am curious to kind of see what that happens, how how that works out. But I I think we'll probably try to do we'll try to do a special on that, and and then season four of Discovery is also starting. to like I think in November sometime, and I think they're going to to overlap. So um, oh wow. Yeah, so we will have a lot to talk about if we choose to do specials, on yeah. colors, which I would, I would like to if if we're able to, because now now we are both caught up on Discovery. Yeah,
1: and, I finally watched Discovery.
0: Yeah, and so I'm yeah, certainly yeah, that'll
1: be fun. There's a lot, lot of Star Trek to watch now.
0: Yeah, and I'm certainly uh, planning on watching Prodigy with my kids and stuff too. So yeah, that'll, that'll be, be
1: that'll be a cool like perspective as someone that is watching it with kids.
0: Yeah, the the other thing I wanted to just talk about quick is. Because it's um, again, it's it's kind of current. Is there a bit, there's this uh, this Twitter account that I follow called the World Cup of oh, Star yeah. Trek, and uh, so earlier this year they kind of concluded this very long uh, fan poll thing where they've been they basically did like a a, a ranking of like the best Star Trek stories, uh, like the you know, so like the best episodes and movies. Like and they kind of did all these like matchups until they got down to. Uh, I can't remember even which one won, but it was it was either Wrath of Khan or Best of Both Worlds. I think Best of Both Worlds won, but but those were the two the two you know yeah. movie or one movie and one show that ended up uh, as as the two finalists. And um, they have been doing one now that's taken a lot longer, where they have are trying to match up every character that's ever been on a star trek show yeah each other. They're,
1: be, they're very thorough too it's like not just like main cast members or anything like there's a lot of like even like uncredited or like unnamed characters. yeah
0: like. yeah yeah there's and there's like even i guess there's like a a sentient block of cheese at some point in on voyager which i've not gotten to that episode yet but like <laughs> that one actually made it a fair a fair amount into the tournament um, they also like do like alternate versions of everybody. So like they have everyone's mirror universe version, but they also have like so they they have the Doctor from Voyager, but they also have uh, the 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 biomimetic copy of the Doctor, and they also have the the uh, like the like the the EMH that is in one episode of um, of DS Nine who's still. Played by Robert Ricardo, but it's not the same. It's not the same hologram. Or they have the. I think they also have the the image that shows up on in one of the. Oh,
1: in first contact.
0: In first contact, yeah. So, um, it's it's very um, it's very comprehensive. Although I did see today that they 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 the the account posted that they for some reason forgot to include the changeling that was O'Brien for, like, one episode. But uh, generally speaking, they've been pretty comprehensive. But they're getting into the yeah, finals now. they have,
1: like, now. all of the Weyoons, I think, right?
0: Yes, yes, they have all the Weyoons. Um, so they're getting into, I think, we're in the quarterfinals now. Um, so it's it's oh, wow. getting pretty close to the end. <clears throat> and um, so you can, uh, when, I guess, when this episode comes out, I'm not sure if the, the quarterfinals might, may have just ended, but then you get into the semifinals then if you... Um, if you want, and uh, so the, well, I'm, not, I'm thinking about it, so if, are these the quarterfinals? If these are the quarterfinals, then that should mean that there are only eight people left, right? Um, so I can actually...
1: Uh, do they, so they have they gone to, like, one-on-one matchups? Because usually yeah, they, they were like yeah, four, they're, like, four person matchups.
0: Yeah, the last few they've been doing one-on-ones. The last couple, I think, the last couple of, of rounds. So yeah, I'm looking at it, so I think I can, I'm actually looking at no, this doesn't make sense though. Maybe there must be some other. No, it's it'd they have be a very 16. interesting like bracket, it'd be 16, bracket system because it's not two okay. times
1: four; it's two to the fourth. Right. Okay. Because of how it like branches out. Yeah. So it should be yeah it should be
0: sixteen at this point. Okay. Yeah. So then, and so yeah. So, the matchups that they have. So it's, I'm just going to double check here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But yeah, so they do. So they have all of the matches live right now, and I think those will be done by the time that this episode comes up. But then you can get in on the semifinals. So uh, right now, uh, with like four or five days left in all these polls, Spock is beating Riker, um, which I think is correct. It's that's a hard choice, but yeah, I think correct.
1: T- but yeah that makes sense.
0: Uh, Jadzia is beating Odo, also correct. Well, I think. Yeah. Um, Garrick is narrowly beating Bones, which is I. I also think is correct. I, I'm I'm am su- surprised by that outcome, but uh,
1: yeah, that is but, very surprising. I feel like,
0: Yep. Um, Picard is beating Archer, which is not not surprising sure. and also also correct. Um, the Doctor is just barely beating LaForge, which I also agree with. I, I I've a lot of a lot of the stuff uh, in the previous rounds of the poll. I'm like, oh man, this person got knocked out too soon in favor of whoever, or like there's a while where. Uh, crusher was beating spock and I, I like crusher fine but i was like what's going on with this but then <laughs> spock fans ended up rallying at the end um o'brien is beating kirk which is very surprising and I, I don't really know that i agree with that <laughs> no, I, like yeah. I like o'brien a yes. lot but uh and then uh cisco is beating janeway and data is beating Worf, which i would say is tough but fair i do love wharf though um yeah and so that's that's who's left so interesting uh, so yeah, we'll see. So we'll it see.
1: seems pretty heavily Deep Space 9, like, DS9 skewed. I feel yeah, like it, most just... of their, like, build cast. And is so is Garrick the only, like, not, like, the only one that's not a, like, main, or does he ever become, like, a yeah, cast member?
0: Yeah, he's the only, yeah, he's the only non-main cast member who's left. I know, like, there was a couple other DS9 characters in particular who held on. For a while, which I think is not surprising, because DS Nine is really the only Star Trek show that has regular recurring guest stars. That's L- like, true. Yeah. Like the you know the, the, like who who beyond the, that show or, or you know not kind of like like say Discovery or something. Like I get, you know who's who from like the kind of imperial era of Star Trek is in more than like eight episodes outside of... Who's a guest yeah. star, like, outside of DS9, you know, like... Because it's, like, L- Luxana, may- maybe, like, Shran from... Um, from... Yeah, it seems
1: like maybe... Enterprise.
0: Uh, um, yeah, but... But, yeah, it's mostly your your way. Yeah, the only other one I can and... think of
1: is, like, the... Like, the head Kazon in the first couple seasons Oh, right, yeah. Of Voyager, kind of, there's, like, one Kazon that keeps coming back.
0: Um, yeah, I have not... I, I have not gotten... And I, I don't know if I will, because I think they're actually about to start stop having Kazon on the show on Voyager, on where we were watching. But I have not gotten over the thing that plagues me every time that I see like a new Star Trek race that has a bunch of stuff on their face, where like I can't tell them apart for like the first couple seasons. <laughs> where it's like the first couple seasons, it was just like, yeah, all, all Klingons like they look the same. And then you know, I don't feel that way anymore. But it's just it's just there's it's so there's so much stuff, you know. And then I felt that way about the Cardassians as well at first and then by the time I would finish I was like oh yeah no I know who all these people are yeah <laughs> but uh I haven't gotten quite gotten there with this so I don't know how many times that guy was on an episode versus like it being a different guy um I don't remember what is that guy's name do you remember the the case um, name? is that color the yes. one that like, Maj, the, like Seska goes off
1: and, and joins and all of that
0: yeah I believe that's you're correct that's much color so okay Anyway, by the time that this episode comes out, the quarterfinals will probably be or the yeah will be over. But then you can get in on the next round, and I think I'm sure there will be some some passionate arguments. I, I, yeah, like I said, I am I am kind of surprised at how well DS Nine did because for a while it kind of seemed like TNG and and Voyager partisans are really going to um, dominate. You know, there was there are some characters yeah. so I kind of thought had like an an, un, an unfair exit, um, but then yeah, in the in like the the last like few rounds, um, it's been they like the ones that are left are really like surviving well cuz yeah, you know Garrick and or uh, Garrick is still in but then like Goldukat and Nog I think both just both got eliminated at, like in the previous uh wow yeah in the previous round yeah I think also so did so did uh Loxana and Q so uh the, those were like prob- probably like the two other like big like non main yeah. cast members who who hung around. I think Guyanin also probably got eliminated in the in the previous round. So there were still there's still a few other a few other people. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's what's going on there. And uh, he said as he forgot to get his uh, kazoo out of the, the <laughs> container. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome to Out of Contracts, the show where two guys who have seen Part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard.
1: And I'm Brady Jungle. And, and to, sometimes we watch it in order.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, today is we're doing a special episode. It's not going to be one of our um, regular random number generator one-episode discussions. It is going to be about the second season in its entirety of Star Trek Lower Decks, which you can find on Paramount+. Plus. And, yeah, we just wanted to kind of talk about it, go through uh, not, like, every episode, but just kind of hitting the highs and lows and kind of how we're feeling about it. So, um, you know, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, I think, you know, if you listened to last week's episode, you will uh, hear some unenthusiastic uh, Star Trek Discovery <laughs> conversation, you know. <laughs> yeah. And... and I think our attitude towards a lot of the, or you know the the two live action offerings at least out of the Paramount Plus years of of Star Trek has been like we want to like it, but we don't like it very much. Um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and and I hope that I'm not so far. I, I hope, yeah, so far. right, 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 and and I think I think hope does spring eternal. You know, like I I think what I've seen and heard and, and yeah, I think about,
1: you have. You have given much more grace to, I think probably both to Strange New Worlds and season two of Picard, than yeah than I am yeah. too. But we'll
0: see. It's it's funny though too because I, I remember I remember our conversation about Picard and, and I feel like you came into it being like it was fine and I was like it was bad and like by the end of the episode we were kind of both it turned around. On it, so I hope I didn't like uh, <laughs> I hope I didn't change your views on that on that season. But yeah yeah I think you're right though for me anyway like. Hope does spring eternal, I think, at, at least for, um, for, I, I want to like, I want to like their shows. And so like, I think, you know, Strange Worlds could be good and Picard season two could be good. You know, again, the thing with Picard season one is that it was a good premise that was then kind of just like not executed very well. And this also, this next season, which seems like it's going to be like an alternate timeline thing with Q and Guinan. And also like some Borg stuff. Like it sounds, it sounds like a good idea. And so we'll see if if, if it's yeah. actually executed well. But uh, you know, I do. I we do really want to like this stuff. And but then we were so pleased by by Lower Decks, which is um, the the animated show that's on that's on Paramount Plus. That's kind of like, uh, you know, like a, a TV fourteen comedy most of the time uh, with. With maybe like one notable exception, I think that I'm sure we'll talk about because I think it generated a little bit of controversy in the Trek community um, this this season. But uh, that 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 show we both really liked the first season of when it came out last year, um, and actually because of the way that like the production works on the episodes, it kind of has um, it's been one of like the dominant Trek forces as of late because uh, COVID delayed. Um, discovery and picard and strange new worlds and so in the last like year basically of of uh of star trek the only shows have been basically two seasons of lower decks and one season of discovery which was i think filmed pre-covid so um it has been kind of like the main star trek going in a lot of ways um recently um so we really liked it the the first the first uh, season. So I was kind of we've been doing a little bit of texting here and there about like how the how season two has been. But yeah,
1: so we, usually we'll after so we watch what, an episode, we'll say like one thing or something. But
0: yeah. So what did you what did you I guess before we actually before we go into it, like why don't you explain just very quickly? We already did a previous episode about this, so, so we don't have to go too much. But what what is the show about? Like just you know yeah. So the
1: things? the lower decks is kind of tries to differentiate itself from other Star Trek in that it it focuses on, like, the main characters are just four ensigns, kind of, like, lower, you know, lower rank, rank-and-file people that just work on the ship. And the ship they work on is, is this ship called the Cerritos that's, you know, it's not, like, an Enterprise, like, big flagship of the Federation. It's just one of the ships that just kind of, like, does all of the jobs that come after whatever the, like, big adventure that the flagships go on. Like, they kind of clean up, or they'll, they do, they they didn't really focus as much on it in this season, but the, the first season, kind of, what they were introduced as their job was second contact. So after someone's made first contact, they are the ones that come in and, like, do all the paperwork, and, like, you know, learn the language, and kind of establish all of the sort of, like, uh, kind of busy work that would go along with making contact with an alien race. Um, yeah.
0: And and one of the reasons why they, why they, I think, didn't do that as much this season is because this season actually introduced a little bit of uh, serialization uh, from, like, the events at the end of the first season. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, why don't you talk about that just quickly? Yeah.
1: And the, well, so the the four, the four, like, kind of main characters the show follows are boimler who is this uh kind of command ensign that like really really wants to be a captain someday and is very much like he's very nerdy he like follows all the rules he knows a ton about like starfleet and this very just gets super excited about all of it um mariner who's the kind of um like rebellious like does her own thing improvises gets in trouble and is also the daughter of the ship's captain and then rutherford is uh like an engineering intern and tendy is a science and medical um ensign and they are but also both kind of lean towards being like kind of nerdy but like get super like enthusiastic and excited and just and they're like very very close friends with each other um and, like, uh, one of the... So, the the finale of the first season kind of set up a bunch of storylines. So, basically, the, the ship got attacked by the packled, who were, I think, from only, like, one episode of TNG. And it's this race that is, like, they're very... They're presented as just, like, very stupid, and they don't actually, like, develop any technology of their own. They just take like take technology from other people's ships just like steal it from other people and it turns out that kind of like no one has paid attention to them since the enterprise encountered them during the next generation and they've just kind of kept accumulating technology and kept becoming bigger and bigger and more powerful and now are this like big force that's actually like starting to attack the the federation um and the other, I guess the other important plot point that happens is that during that episode, Rutherford is, like, trying to escape from them or something and, like, has to, or his, his he has a, like, a cybernetic implant over one of his eyes that goes into his brain and that gets, like, infected with a computer virus and so someone has to, like, it gets ripped out of him and they have to give him a new one. But in doing that, he loses all of his memories, um... So at least it, it comes up at the start of this season and like once or twice more that like he and Tendy are kind of like because he doesn't remember Tendy at all they're like kind of becoming best friends all over again. Um,
0: and uh, yeah, and I, the the only other thing I would say f- is that also at the, this is this is resolved pretty quickly. But um, yeah, yeah boy Boimler leaves the ship because he goes and works on the Titan which is uh Riker's ship yeah um, and so Riker's in like I think one episode or something like that
1: yeah um, and so he's more kind of like on the front lines fighting the pack led. and for the rest of them on the cerritos the packlid come up like a couple of times sort of scattered throughout the season um but that's sort of the kind of like again like it's not it's not like in something like Deep Space 9 where like the Dominion War is like they're at the front lines of it like there's kind of this underlying like the Federation is at war against the Pakled but the Ceritos are mostly over the course of season 2 just like going off and doing kind of like different things in different little places and there's a few there's a few episodes where they
0: where they come up against the Pakled still. Mm. Um, it's it's kind of funny though like this is like one of the things I like about about the show is that like they kind of <laughs> uh they kind of get to do like their version of a lot of this stuff. So like this is kind of their version of the Dominion War where it's just like, you know, the, it's not in every episode, but they do it's it is like a thing that gets talked about, but also just like it's it's like this very crappy version of this other thing. Like, like, like it's, it's, it's like the second contact ships version of like, a, of, of like a, of an ongoing war storyline, you know?
1: Yeah. It's just like, there's these stupid aliens that keep attacking us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and it's, so it's the, I think one of the things like there's a, it's a really, really good show. Like if you haven't mm-hmm. watched it, definitely consider watching it. Um, Super fun, just like as a TV show. Uh, I think one of the things that we both like about it is that it is much more inspired by, like, it's set around the time of, like, shortly after Voyager, and it just has the feel of a classic Star Trek show more than the other Star Trek shows that are coming out right now. Yeah. They're all wearing, like, the snappy red and blue and yellow uniforms, and. They're going on a different adventure every week and it just feels like a Star Trek show in in a really fun way.
0: I think it's also like tonally like I think we talked about this last year, but you know, it's it's by someone who has done writing on like Solar Opposites and Rick and Morty and stuff, and so I think we were both a little bit worried that it was gonna be a little more like those shows which are which are good shows, but you know, they're kind of they're very like nihilistic in in their like worldview. And it actually is not like that at all, really. It, it actually, I think, one of the reasons that's really good about it is that it does, I think, carry off like the optimism and friendliness of like the old Trek shows very, very well. And yeah. uh, you know, not, not that those shows couldn't have dark episodes or sad things happen on them or things like that, but I think sometimes the Paramount Plus stuff, especially Discovery, but but Picard too, I think there's it's it can be so grim and also not super fun and yeah like i, I think tonally I, I that's the thing that I like about the most in terms of like it being like the other shows is that it, it tonally has that vibe and i think that would kind of that would work for it no matter when when it was set i think when when it was when it's set kind of allows them to do a lot of like pretty fun reference drops and things like that but but it, it, it's a vibe thing for me more than anything else that i think really works about it
1: yeah i guess that's true is that kind of the you know everyone is like everyone everyone is good and like good-hearted and doing their best for the most part um that and yeah the the ship always kind of like comes together and is like fills the plucky underdog role and yeah it's it's such a good show. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so uh,
0: yeah, I was gonna ask if you you know what you thought of the season, but I think we both are agreeing that it's still if we still are into it. Yeah, I,
1: it still is good. I think this season definitely got better as it went along overall. I think the first, like, yeah, the first maybe three episodes, like they, it, it's not that they were bad or that they weren't like still good. They just didn't mm-hmm. really get me. Like, I didn't come up, away from them being like super excited. Like that was such a great episode. It was just like that was, it was fine. It was good. Um, yeah, And then I think the I, middle and then ramping up to the end started to get really good. I really, like the last couple, I would say the last maybe th- three, three really were really, really good, right? Because the, yeah. was the third to last the the one with all the simulations?
0: Yes. That, okay. the episode <laughs> really, I loved
1: that episode. Uh,
0: yeah, and then, uh, then the, the second last episode was the was one the with three lower decks of all of those ships. Yeah,
1: um, which was a, such a great, like, fun <laughs> idea.
0: I, I watched a show with my wife and, um, at the end where they had the post-credit sequence of lower decks, but it's just the on board. the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is so stupid. And I was like, no, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the final one was like, well, that, that's actually something else about, about this season is I, I think the season is good. I don't think I liked it quite, quite as much as the first season, just because I think it's a little bit, I, I think it, like a little bit more inconsistent, a little bit less funny overall, but still like quite good. Um, but i do think that especially the last like couple episodes but even even like before that like i think it is getting more ambitious in its storytelling which i think is good like like the the most recent episode which is called uh first first contact um is uh i think there are like large parts of that episode that are just a star trek episode like
1: yeah i that, i did like that about which i think is I think once you get to a certain point in that show I think it's like that's a cool thing to get to do like that's it yeah. almost serves as like a payoff of like these these characters have been like working so hard all this time and they kind of get rewarded with like
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: because that one really is just like a like a full like the the sort of plot they do in that one I thought was so cool and like visually they've pulled it off so well and I was just like yeah. sitting there looking and being like wow this is so cool and it, like it, it was it felt like a really good episode of star trek basically yeah or like even something they would do in a movie maybe
0: yeah and but it was still quite funny like you know there's those i I really liked those um the dolphin starfleet officers who who are like have their own pool that they have to stay in well you
1: know that that's like a like a running sort of like inside joke easter egg type thing right with cetacean ops oh no yeah so it and i looked i looked into it because i had heard some things about it And I think they've referenced it on this show even once or twice, but it comes from, from what I can tell, it comes from during, like, Deep Space Nine or TNG. It's either something that was, like, you know, like, printed on those, like, light screens that are supposed to be computer screens that they assume no one can read, and so put, like, just make up stuff, or put, like, Easter eggs on them. Well, that's or it what was the, like,
0: uh, that's what the rubber the, the rubber ducky rim joke is from, too, from, the, from that episode.
1: Yeah. It was, so it was either that, or I think it may have been one of the things that, like, is just, like, being said on, like, the intercom in the background, mm-hmm. um, that's, like, someone report to, and then, now there's, like, I think they said, like, it, it may have been intended to be, like, Station Ops, mm-hmm. but it, it sounded like Cetacean Ops, which is, like, the, sort of, like, the class for like the scientific class for marine mammals okay and so like it was like why do we have a like marine mammal operations on this you know like spaceship flying through space yeah and then it like it kind of got like picked up and like stuck in as easter eggs throughout like other episodes of things Mm -hmm. um and so now this is i think the first time but that like we've actually seen what cetacean ops really is which is like two beluga whales in a swimming pool (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah
1: complete uniforms on
0: yeah it's really good
1: um yeah, yeah right. it, I, I loved when that when boimler was drowning and they pulled him out and they were just like
0: he's gonna try out spray water on him yeah yeah <laughs> um the uh, I, I think though like it wasn't just that episode like like it did it did feel like they were kind of trying to flex their muscles a little bit in terms of like the kinds of stories they were telling so like the, the episode before that which i have no idea how to pronounce it looks like wedge didge um
1: yeah, but it's in. Klingon. I think it's a,
0: a Klingon. It's a Klingon word, and um, actually, I'm sure Memory Alpha probably can tell us what what that means.
1: But, it, um, it means it means three ships. I I looked that up. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. But yeah, it's Klingon for three ships.
0: And so again, it's it's a similar thing where it's like it's very funny, but it also is like telling a, like a little bit more of like an actual story, and it basically is. It kind of does, like, so you know, the, the show *Lower Decks* is named for the episode *Lower Decks*, which is kind of about like the the lower level, some lower level crew members on uh, the Enterprise in, in TNG, and it kind of does its own version of that episode, where it it's kind of following the 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 crew of the of the Theritos, but then it also follows like a similar crew of people on a Klingon ship and a Vulcan ship, um, and again, it's like a thing of like. It is funny, but then, yeah, like... it kind of tell- starts out
1: as a joke. Yeah. Um, and then you realize that, like, then they make a full episode out of it. Yeah. So it starts out of just, like, you know, the, all of these things that, like, the we're used to our Lower Decks people going through of, like, mm-hmm. what they would do if they were all Klingons. So it's, like, these, you know, guys, like, in their, in their bunk in the bottom of the ship, and they keep being... One of them's just, like, oh, man, I really hope, like, someone... You know, insults the captain today, so that I can stand up and murder them in like yeah. ritual combat, and then I will become first officer.
0: I, I Everyone loved, else like, is like,
1: that would be a glorious honor.
0: Yeah, I, I my favorite like line from that is, is towards the end of that arc. Um, the captain is talking to, uh, is talking. The captain is talking to um the, the the one of one of the one of the lower deck people, and he's like, you know, you really have a good at, you know, you really are uh. Basically, says like he has like a good attitude, and and he's he's got he's like a true he's a true Klingon. He's like, uh, you know, what one day you could even be a captain of your own ship, and he's like, oh, that would be my greatest honor. Well, my greatest honor will be to die in battle. But then this will be my <laughs> second greatest honor. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think this show is, in particular like has a really like fun bead on like what what makes Klingons funny like like. Because again, in the third last episode, if you keep moving back, like there is, I think probably the scene that I laughed like the hardest at in the whole show of where they're kind of parodying that one episode of TNG where Worf wants to kill himself after he gets injured. Um, oh and, yeah, <laughs> uh, because that that episode is all about um, there is a, an alien, like kind of a, a, a like a, a three a three part a three body part. Her, I'm not sure how to like say that, but her, her body yeah. can move around. It's it's a it's a character from um, not not a character, but a, a alien that's from the animated series. Okay, and, I wondered that if yeah,
1: because I, I, I again mostly because there's like it's in there's a thing in timelines that looks yeah. like that same sort of thing. And I'm just like, is this an animated series thing? This must be yep. an animated
0: series thing. It is. It is, and so um, you know, she kind of brings. She kind of has a. Uh, the all of the the crew of uh, the Cerritos do a bunch of uh, tests uh, to, for like aptitude tests in these little like mini holodeck things, and yeah. um, which and, and which sh-
1: basically like there's a few episodes of the show that in- entirely just serve as like a vehicle for Easter eggs, um, and this one is very much a, like like each of the tests is just like a different kind of like kind of classic, usually holodeck based, but just like other kind of like references a different adventure from other Star Treks. Like, there's the Naked Time one and, like, yeah. the one where they go to the Old West and...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, a Borg, a Borg thing. Um, yeah. it, but I, I want to get back to what you're saying a <laughs> second because I, I think it's... Not, I don't think it's just... I don't think it's just references, like, uh, either. But, like, I... I you know, so they, they they make the the crew... Like, the lower decks crew has to do command stuff and the, cran, the command crew has to do, like, lower decks things. And, and basically... Yeah. You know, there's. It's funny because it kind of like at first it's like oh they really learn a lot about each other, but then at the end it's kind of like oh no this it was actually all a plot like the 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 woman who is running the simulation yeah, is trying like, to make, trying them, to make fail. them
1: fail,
0: and but there's so so Tendi who works in in um the medical division of the ship, uh, who is an Orion she has to do some like chief medical officer stuff and she basically has to uh like decide what to do about a Klingon who who uh wants to kill himself because he hurt his back when he fell and um, which again is very similar to something that happens in, in TNG and it, <laughs> and like they keep like it's it's like this weird thing where she's like okay well I don't want to do that I want to save you and, and, like, and then the computer's like no you failed but, like, you lose points because you need to respect his culture of beliefs he's like oh okay sorry okay well let's see I, I, will, uh, I will give you like a shot and, and it'll be painless and I'm like no 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 they want to feel pain you know and then, like yeah. He falls off, and then there's like the there's like this lengthy scene where like these there's these two uh like other like technicians or, or nurses or something who like run over to him after he's fallen and and like take take his like vitals and they're like it's it's like a reverse of of like someone who's they're like, we're losing we're losing him and yeah he's like, like, there's oh nothing no, we can do.
1: He's going to live. He's going
0: to live yeah <laughs> and um yeah, it's I think that they really just have a really funny like take on on a Klingons in general, but but like. Even like this this season though, like they have the, this is I think the, the first time that they've like invented their own species for the for the show. Like they have like these things called Duplers, which are these. Yeah.
1: Um, that was a. I really liked that episode too. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like I liked the payoff of it. Like the good feels. Yeah. Um,
0: and. Um, yeah, like the, the the they're they're like these things that you could not do in like a in in the same way anyway. You couldn't do in live action where where like they 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 kind of. Uh, They asexually reproduce every time that they get embarrassed. And so, like, it's kind of a weird, um, uh, almost a trouble with trebles type thing where, like, the ship kind of, they keep on embarrassing this one guy and then he keeps on splitting off into more and more uh, people and they have to figure out what to do about it. Um, So, yeah, I I did feel like they, that was one thing, even though I don't think it was quite as funny, uh, I think that, from a storytelling perspective, it, it seemed to really, it, that, that stuff really worked for me. And it still was a funny show, I think, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I did always enjoy when, like, they, and I feel like usually they did, even in ones that were more heavy with references, they still kind of told their own story and just, you know, had references in it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, I, I think, I, I do agree with you. I think that the first, like, couple episodes, and, and, and even some like a little later on, but, like, I liked them, but they weren't like amazing, amazing. Yeah. I th- like I, th- I
1: think it's the the second one where they go to the home of like a collector, um, who's so like one of the people that like tried to, uh, like like the guy that collected data in that one yeah. episode that just like has this collection that that basically is just like them walking through a series of rooms with like Easter eggs and glass cases.
0: Yeah, I, um, I, th- I think that is like the thing is that I think that sometimes I think they really did a good job avoiding this in the first season I think sometimes in the second season there's a little bit of time where like sometimes where like it, the the references stuff was like calibrated a little bit too far in the references as jokes um direction I think I think that that like this show always is at its best when it really is leaning into its connection as a Star Trek show but it's like making comedy out of the out of like the world, rather than being like, look, it's a thing from another episode. Like, yeah, uh, like the you know, like um, I'm trying to think of like a good example of like the. Opposite
1: well, I would say way. like the one where, um, the one with like the I forget what it's called, but like basically the where you learn that they just have this like planet that all of the people that weird transporter accidents happen to. Oh yeah. Like, go to. <laughs>
0: yes yeah um, but but,
1: yeah yeah, like you you know Boiler gets on the ship and there's like a guy in like a beeping pike wheelchair and you know like other things that like are references to things that have happened in like two people in Star Trek Mm -hmm. but it's this it kind of does something with that of just like it's like if this were a real universe where like this was happening to people all the time Mm -hmm. this would be a thing that would have to exist it's like right you would have to like take care of all these people
0: yeah, I always like that stuff. Like, I, I like, like in in this even in, in like the simulation episode, which I think really could be like a just oh, here's a bunch of references to a bunch of other Star Trek episodes. It is kind of like it takes those and plays with them a little bit, where it's like, how would this affect these characters, or how would they respond to it, or like what are the implications of this stuff, or or similar like um, like the episode where they, ha- which is not my favorite episode, but like the episode where they have to go clean up all of the the bridge crews like trash, which is all oh, yeah. just like dangerous anomalous stuff that, right. you know, they would have dealt with and, and it's just kind of like this thing of like, yeah, like what happens to all this weird stuff after the enterprise episode or after an episode of like TNG, like, yeah. Cle- what did they do with it like the headset what do they that do like played it? a game or whatever? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, that's where the show like really works. Um, I, uh, I'm trying to think, um, what, you know, did you have like? Uh, I think we've been talking a lot about like the last three episodes. I think the last three episodes yeah. and it might just are be really because good.
1: They're the freshest in our minds, but yeah, I, would, I also feel like they really hit like a new, like kind of a high that the the show hadn't quite made it to yet this season. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, I, I also I liked uh, looking back at the episode list too. It's like I did, none, again none of these are bad. <laughs> like they're all they're all like fun because e- yeah. even like I think we haven't talked at all about like the. A Mugato um, one, uh, which is like pretty funny, oh, yeah. where, where they there's yeah. there's someone basically trying to create like a Jurassic Park of, of Mugatos, which is like this Yeti thing from, uh, from the original series, and um, <laughs> it's uh, it's just like I don't know, it's just it's it's still like funny and and they they get some like I I enjoyed like there's like this running gag where no one knows how to pronounce Mugato, which is I think a reference to there's a lot of, I think, even more than the first season, a lot of, like, very, very inside baseball stuff in this, which kind of works for me, like, sometimes and other yeah. times not as much. Like, but I think this is a reference to, like, that, that I, I guess it was, it was originally called a, a gamato and then, um, then, uh, uh, what's his name? DeForest Kelly, like, couldn't say that, so they changed it oh, to it's a and name and thing for, But. The- nice. <laughs> But then, like they pronounce it differently, and and then yeah. it's still the, the character, the guy who played it was in the suit, it was still uh, credited as a Gumato and so. But like they don't actually get into it. It's just kind of like this running gag that no one can say the name the right way, which is like funny. Yeah, or, which is
1: I think funny. Like in, cause so I watched I I probably talked about this the first season too, but I watched this with my wife who doesn't watch Star Trek, mm-hmm. um, but she still like really likes this show, and like every now and then. I'll like kind of pause it and be like, tell like, oh yeah, this is funny because it's a reference to like this thing, but I feel like a lot of the jokes like that, like even if you didn't know like those degrees of inside jokes, like still kind of creates a funny situation. Like it's it's a yeah. joke that works on its own even if it's yeah the first like occurrence of it.
0: Yeah, it's it. It really is. I think we talked about this last year too, but like, I can't always define like why why something works or doesn't, and you know it's all subjective anyway. But but. I think they usually do stray on the right the right side of that because, like the you know again like I think the classic like the censors joke from the first season which is yeah is like such a true like gag about not even about like a Star Trek thing but just like a weird it's just like them like joking about like the pronunciation that a lot of people for some reason like inexplic inexplicably. Uh, use uh, on that on that show and they, they did it a couple times this this season too which yeah on the, where... like on
1: the Vulcan ship everyone said censors yeah I noticed
0: um, uh, but like I'm thinking about you know some stuff about, like in this season where like um, the like there's one episode where Tom Paris is on is on the ship which I, I like I like that episode too uh, but there's it just at some point like I think Boimler like starts calling Voyager Voy and um, yeah, it which is like very funny if you are like a big Star Trek fan who like thinks about this stuff because that's like all, all of the Star Trek shows and, and in fact if you go look at, back and look at our our um, episode titles all the Star Trek shows have like a common like no like letter ab- yeah. abbreviation yeah and yeah um, and, a lot, and some
1: of them are like if you think about it like at least like. TNG and DS9 are, like, pretty commonly used, I think, even in, like, verbal conversation.
0: Yeah. Um, Uh, But, you know, Voyager is VOI, and uh, original series is TOS, and Enterprise is ENT. And uh, this this actual Lower Decks is the the first one that is only two... It's just LD. Yeah, it's just LD. Um, But... uh, and so he just starts calling it Void, and I'm like, why are you calling it that? And he's like, i just call it that for short. It's just, you know, that's what people call it. And, and <laughs> it, again, it's just like, it's very, very silly, but the, at the end, like, they're all doing it because like, oh yeah, this actually is a lot faster to refer to them as Void. Or like, because um, th- that's another like running gag on the show, I think, is that is that kind of this, this show sort of establishes the idea that like all of, the sh- all of the other ships that have had episodes made about them are like famous or historical in some way. Yeah. And, um, but then, but then, like, there's also like some fun like re- refutations of that too. Like in in the most re- in like the final episode when, when uh, uh Doctor taana the the ship's doctor, like tells tendy that she's going to transfer her to uh, Starfleet, the, the science division, like command training, and she's like, oh, so I can be on the bridge, like, like. Uh, Lieutenant Jadzia Dax. And she's like, who is that? Like, no, no, I'm yeah. talking about Spock. Like, yeah. Um, uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a very funny show. And it, it just like, well, yeah, I don't know, just like a very like kind-hearted one without being like, too like saccharine. And, and yeah, just like also just tell some like good, good, uh, good stories. Like, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's really fun. I, I really, I always, I always look forward to like watching a new, a new episode. Um, you know, we're moving along relatively speedily. I I actually, I kind of want to know, you know, was there anything else? I mean, before we get into like, we've talked about like a lot of what we liked and a little bit of what we didn't like, but was there anything else that like bugged you and or anything else you wanted to like highlight? And I want to, before we go, I want to talk about like the next season of the show, but. uh,
1: Um, I'm trying to think if, no, I mean, I wish there was more of it. I, I feel like I felt the same way after the first season of just like, I wish, at least for this show, that they made like longer than ten episode seasons. Like, I would love yeah. just like more lower decks mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah, I feel yeah. I feel um, yeah.
0: But yeah, well, we really-
1: I, I liked what they did with with all the characters. I think the the like one one thing that jumped out to me that I I think I did text you about, but that was like notable to me is in that in that simulations episode, there is like I think a moment where I like felt the most genuine emotion for a fictional character that I have in oh, yeah. a long time, which is that, so the, you know, kind of when they first start doing these simulations, basically like everyone is failing terribly. Um, you know, like, uh, like Marin will go to the old West and like can't even like stay on a horse, like gets kicked off and like falls down. And it's just, And then the simulation just like, you failed! And like kicks her out. Um, and Boimler does a like Borg- simulation where it's just like you're on a Borg cube and you have to escape and he like is like super excited and you know he's just like okay the Borg I know what to do and then like a Borg walks up to him and he's like say the thing say the thing um um and then like is just like having a great time and like finishes it and gets like a like a B minus or something like that and he's like what that's not good enough and so he basically like throughout the whole episode while like all this other plot is going on it'll just cut to him like doing the borg simulation over and over and like getting a better and better score every time because he's trying to get a perfect score mm-hmm. um which is both such a like thing that i think after you spent this amount of time with him like for his character like he's very true to his character that like yeah he's always kind of like awkward and and out of his element in like real life situations but is like his like, he is very much a, like, book smart, like, school honor student type of guy. And so, like, mm-hmm. he absolutely would do well in, like, a simulation. And he also absolutely would be, like, determined to get a perfect score. Um, and, <laughs> and I think it's also, like, there's a degree of, like, personal, like, like I kind of, I feel you there <laughs> type of yeah. thing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of the episode, like, he, he has, like, just gotten his, like, perfect score. Like, he scored 100, and he's, like, about to log out. And they, like, you know, radio to him and tell him, you have to, like, keep the simulation running while we try to, like, convince this, um, you know, this tester to, like, give us better scores. Because once you log out, then it all, like, all the scores are locked in. And so then he has to, like, go back to the Borg ship and, like, do stuff, and his score keeps, like, falling the whole time. And then they, like, to the point where I was, like, distracted from what was actually happening on the screen while <laughs> they're, like, they're, you know, because they're, then it's, like, them on the bridge and they're basically what they, the way they solve that is they take this, um, this officer that's testing them that was trying to get them to fail into a bunch of, like, real world danger situations to show that, like, simulations aren't everything and, like, we work really together, really well together as a crew and like you have to like be out here experiencing it to, to appreciate it. And so they take her into like all these dangerous you know, anomalies and stuff and are flying around and the whole time I'm just like, But but he's losing his perfect he's losing points. Like hurry up yeah. and hurry up and get this part over with before he loses any more points. And like it was yeah. That that one it's, that it's, one got to me. I felt that one. Yeah, just because it's, it's, it's such a, funny... a like for him for his character specifically, that's like such a like rewarding like you know how important that is to him yeah but then
0: um, he it's it's such a funny escalation too because he ends up like being assimilated and which is like why why is the simula why is the simulation letting him do that like it, it, kim was kind of saying like it didn't kick out everybody else like when they would fail like but <laughs> but like he gets assimilated and he becomes someone named excretus and then and then like they get him out of the simulation and he still thinks he's excretus for a second yeah you know and they kind of carry him away he's like did i get a did I get my perfect score? I'm like, yeah, you did, buddy. You know, like, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but just like that, you know, that he's willing to like give that up to save mm-hmm. his friends on the ship. It's like,
0: yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I I really liked the, the whole show overall. I, I would say like this is not even like a complaint. Really, it's just kind of like a wish for the season, but also maybe even a wish for like future seasons. But like, you know, this this season I think had three guest stars from previous. Uh, Star Trek shows, um, and, which is, I think is roughly in line with like the
1: yeah well the like one like one of whom who didn't appear as like themselves or like the character they had played on other Star Trek shows, but yeah.
0: Well, who are you talking about? Oh, I was I'm talking, talking about Jeff Who's the other? Yeah. So well, so the the woman the, the the captain of the other ship in the most recent episode is she's in a, she's like a, she's an ensign in a couple episodes of TNG, and so oh not, really? So oh, I didn't captain. catch that. She is, I don't know if you remember, um, she's most famous for, she accidentally spills uh, hot chocolate on um, Picard in one scene, because she like is kind of really excited and nervous about being on the ship, and then she accidentally brings hot, hot chocolate into engineering, and then spills it on Picard at, at one point. Um, mm. Oh, so, that's of
1: cool. Yeah, I didn't know she was from...
0: Yeah. And she actually, it's played by the same actor who has not acted in anything for like 13 years, so... Huh. Um, that they like called her up and got her to do this, which is like kind of fun. Um, so you know, the, you have two TNG recurring characters, and then you have uh, Tom Paris because because uh, Riker's in the in the first episode, and you, and you have yeah. Tom Paris from or maybe he's in the second. It doesn't doesn't matter. But
1: uh, maybe the first two. He's in a couple, yeah. I think.
0: Um, but uh, yeah, you have Tom Paris from Voyager's on an episode, and um, and. You know, I think in the first season, you know, there was Q was on an episode, then you had Riker and, and Troy, I think. And, um, I, you know, we've talked, I, I don't need to belabor this, because we've talked about both that Voyager seems like it's kind of, like, becoming ascendant among, like, a lot of the Star Trek writer group, and like, people our age and stuff, and then also we've talked about how, you know, nobody from DS9 has appeared in anything after DS9 ever, and, um... And we didn't do like go into that again other than I would say that like there was a lot of ds9 references on this season of the show like like uh yeah you actually find out that for a while like Mariner was stationed on ds9 um and yeah you know, and, like everywhere of,
1: they go there's this like like Quirks has become like a chain restaurant that you see signs. Yeah,
0: which for. is really, really funny. Uh, and it, actually, if you, if they're like the first time you see one, like if you look at some of the other things too, like, like there's a, there's like a billboard for like Vic Fontaine and stuff too. So, like, <laughs> um, it, you know, and at one point, like, uh, uh, um, attendee gets, uh, Rutherford, like, a DS9 model to put together. Yeah. And he kind of, like, jokes <laughs> that it comes with an Esri and an Ajazia Dax figure right. and, and stuff. And, and um, I'm just like, get somebody, get somebody on the show. Like, you know, those people are all still around. Like, I think, you know, actually, just recently, I think, like, Sarah Clifton was saying that... Well, they're all still around, because the guy who plays Odo is, is no longer with us. But, but like, the yeah. guy... Uh, but but C.R. Lo- Clifton, the guy who plays um, uh, Jake... Has actually said that that he kind of feels like um, that. Uh, uh, why can I think of the the guy who plays Cisco's name right now?
1: Uh, Avery um, Brooks.
0: Yeah, the, the Avery Brooks has kind of almost been like blackballed a little bit from acting, and he's like, you know, he he really wants to act still. You know, he should, you know, the, the people should totally ask. ask him yeah. to be and stuff, and you know, like the way that DS Nine. is I mean, I, I guess like, you I could... understand not using Cisco, but like get Quark, you have all these Quarks like, get Armand Sherman to be on the show, you know, like, yeah. he'd do it, I think
1: yeah, uh, I mean, I guess the, kind of the, the one thing you think of is that, like, a, although I guess not always, but, like, a lot of the people that they've gotten are just people that are still pretty, like, associated with Star Trek, right, like mm-hmm. like Jonathan Frakes still directs for them a lot, I think Robert Duncan McNeil also, like, uh, I know he like directed some, at, enterprise i he's i think directed i think pretty recent episodes like mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like they're like they're all kind of all still people that are pretty much in the like the world of star trek still um but then get then get but then Terry i guess if you go out and get like someone that hasn't acted for 13 years or but yeah or even I, like I mean, chakotay he, right like um like i feel like robert beltran is like almost like pointedly like tried to distance himself from from that character yeah. for a long time
0: but you know it's like get get terry Farrell. then if you're getting people who are like not um who are like only associated with star trek still she's married to lemon nimoy's son like she still does a bunch <laughs> of like star trek stuff like like, yeah. you know, like and that's the thing too is that like most of the people from the 90s shows are still heavily associated with star trek a lot of them like don't have not done like a ton of stuff afterwards or just like, they're still at so every do, like, fan the convention, convention and, stuff. and stuff, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's like all, like, I think all of the, the DS9 people still like are, are like in touch, you know, like a lot of them still work pretty regularly, you know, um, uh, uh, Alexander Siddig was on game of Thrones. It's not like he doesn't, he's not doing things, you know, um, the, yeah. uh, I don't know. Like it just, I'm just like, get, get some of those folks in there. Like, you know, it's like, especially, especially finding out that D- the Mariner like worked on D- on DS Nine. It's like you could, you you like you you could flash back to that and have Cisco on the show still, and not even ruin like the ending yeah. of that show. Or Jetsia, like, or yeah, or like you know, get get Cassidy Yates on there. She she's on the Orville, you know, like that's true. Yeah, Orville still looks basically the same like uh, as, <laughs> as she did in DS Nine. Um, that matters for for. Uh, the show's purposes, but, um, yeah, anyway, so that's, that's my, like, that's my, my hope is that, like, let's, let's keep on, I, I, do like those, I think that the most, for the most part, like, all of those guest star things were handled, like, pretty well, even, you know, I don't like Tom Paris very much, but, like, he's funny in that episode where, where, Yeah, like,
1: yeah, I think he does a good job of...
0: Yeah, that, that's another good example, too, of the show being, like, here's, a, like, like, where it's all this bad stuff happens to Boimler on his way to try to meet Tom Paris. And then, so he looks so disheveled by the time he gets there, that Tom Paris thinks he's a K-Zine. He's and a him Kazon. Up, uh, Which is, it's, it's very, very well done. Um, yeah. I would say that, that was
1: like, that his whole part, like Boimler's whole, like part of that episode, I feel like was not great up until that point, And then like that, the fact that that was the payoff to all of it, you're just like, okay. Yeah. It's, it's really good.
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree that the other, the other plot, which was about how, uh, Tendi and, and was that the Marin one where they to, go to like,
1: Orion? Or? Yeah,
0: they have to go to Orion, and she has to wear green face, and she's really uncomfortable. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, uh, so you know, going into the next season, so that there actually is like a significant kind of like a couple actually of significant like plot elements that happen in the final episode that kind of set up the next season. Um, there's so one of them is that. Uh, Someone has framed the captain. Uh, what, what, what is the captain's uh, first name? I can't remember. Um, Carol. Carol yes. Freeman? Carol, Carol Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, who's, who's uh, Mara's mom? Like, so she uh, gets. She's a bucket to get to get promoted to a different ship, but then instead, she ends up being framed for. The destruction of Paclet planet um, which is also like a, a, a funny a, a funny uh, running joke on the show is that the Paclets are really stupid and so they're not very creative in like what anything is called or does and so like yeah. their planet is just called Paclad planet you know like their I think their ship is called like Paclet command ship at one point there you see the Paclet command ship and the lower decks people and there's um, their red alert uh, like siren is going and it's just saying red alarm, red alarm. <laughs> Um, yeah but uh someone
1: someone is just framed sitting there her. and be like i am hungry
0: yeah um and and so you uh someone has framed her for destroying paco planet you see like a brief shot of paco yeah. planet like you know there's a, a big chunk blown out of the planet and stuff yeah and which i which um, i think
1: ties into because they mentioned the like there's like a explosive that in the episode before that kind of the plot of that one was that there's this klingon Captain, who is basically like supplying the packlids with weapons to fight this war against the Federation, because he's trying to like destabilize the Federation so that the Klingon mm-hmm. Empire can go to war again and be glorious. Yeah, um, and he like I think the, he in that episode and kind of what makes the the other officer like kind of you know rebel against him is that he's giving them a like ver- this like very potent explosive that I think has like i think that's the the explosive that they talk about in the finale it's got like the same i forget what the name of it is but Mm -hmm. um so so i think there's kind of this i don't this kind of implication that either like the klingons maybe are behind it or the packwoods themselves or something like that Mm -hmm. but yeah Mm -hmm. that it is it was sort of like partially set up by the 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 three ships episode
0: so yeah, there's that, and then on a much more minor note, and I think not actually even set up super well because I kind of was like, is there something? And then and I was like, oh, maybe not. But then I saw on Twitter later on, people were saying that like they've confirmed that this is going to be a thing in the next season, which is that, um, it Mariner and um, Jen, who are who is like a kind of a somewhat recurring, and Dorian character played by Lauren Lapkus, are going to be dating uh, in the next in the next season, which they. Like, there's, like, one scene with them at the end where, it, like, because, like, Jen has saved Mariner's life, and they kind of, like, talk to each other briefly, and, like, it, at first it kind of seems like there's maybe, like, some kind of a, uh, not propositioning, but just kind of like a, uh, oh, you like me? And then it is like, it, and then, like, it kind of, like, yeah. goes away, so I was like, oh,
1: okay. Yeah, and then, I, that's interesting, cause I I didn't pick up that that aspect of um, it. Because, yeah, it was kind of a, like, because they they have a little thing at the beginning of the episode where they're just kind of both jerks to each other like mariner's just like you hate me don't you and jen's like i don't even know who you are um and then yeah kind of the the thing at the end is like they both like kind of like really respected the other one and wished that they would like like them or notice them or that but yeah i didn't pick up on like romantic undertones that's interesting
0: Mm -hmm. i I guess they're going to be to be dating which is I, i i think um I think probably good uh, just like because I um, I think that the the show is is like they keep on joking about her and um, and Boimler but like I'm glad they're not actually going to do that like, cuz I don't think that would yeah, be very good. Yeah, I agree. Um yeah, you know, I would be fine if they did it. It's just um,
1: like that kind of like mentor mentee relationship.
0: Yeah. I would be I would be fine if they did it with Tendy and Rutherford because I think I like those two characters together.
1: Yeah, that one, that one. I can't tell if they're like trying to go towards that or just want I, them to be like really, really good friends. But I think they are. Yeah. I think they're like it, that's
0: good. Was, there was a funny so. bit in this, in that, in the final episode where they were kind of, I feel like kind of like playing with, with fans' expectations a little bit, but because like they're going to all of these different special special places on the ship uh, because Tendy thinks she's getting fired, and. um at one point they're like, I just have to tell you something. Like, I love the Cerritos, you know, like they're just talking about, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, I love the Cerritos too. <laughs> yeah. And that's usually kind of what they do with those moments with them is that just like, they like make it seem like they're going to set up something like that. And then it's just like,
0: that yeah. they get,
1: they're just both very excited about their jobs and working on the Cerritos. Mm-hmm. Uh, like have that in common. Um, but yeah, but I but like there's a sweet thing where, like Rutherford's memory banks in his like implant are being used up because he was so, like he was kind of so upset that he had lost all of his memories of Tendy from the first time that his implant got messed up mm-hmm. that now he's like saving multiple copies of them. That um, yeah, like their their friendship I think is very sweet.
0: Yeah, it, um, the, that memory thing that also led I was like I wonder if that's gonna be. A plot later on, which I I I hope it's not because I I I thought it was just like a very funny like thing for them to joke about once and then never mention again, but like when he's deleting all his backup memories of Tandy, he accidentally discovers that like someone has someone put implanted the cybernetic uh, you know eye onto him without like against his will, and then program yeah, his memories sort of to like, think that he chose to do it and it's just like this yeah, very like, like, like a couple and sinister, of seconds like do
1: you think he'll ever ask any questions and they're like no he'll think let, it was his own yeah idea.
0: and then, <laughs> and then and it just cuts away and he's like oh i think i found something i wasn't supposed to remember and then like they don't talk about it again i'm like that would be really funny yeah. if they just never yeah. ever ever mention it or maybe like it comes back like in the finale of like the entire series or something like i think that'd be really funny um uh but um Oh shoot! I was gonna. There was one other thing I was gonna say, and I can't remember what it is now. But um,
1: well, you you mentioned earlier that there was something that like got the oh like, that's right Star Trek community thank kind you, of thank upset. You. That's what I was gonna talk
0: about. Yes. Um, so I, it sounds like we both enjoyed that episode, but but it was the simulation episode it got a little bit of people, a little, some some people getting riled up because specifically of the the naked time part of it. <laughs> because uh, the uh, you know it's all it's all sensor barred, uh, but 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 basically like there's once Mar- Mariner gets go keeps going into these different simulations and one of them is like a you know th- there's there's a couple episodes there's one episode of, of TOS called the Naked Time and then there's another episode of TNG which I'll never get over how crazy it is that's the second episode of TNG but it's called the Naked Now and. Uh, like,
1: which is basically like, what if we just remade the Naked yeah. Time? but but worse. We
0: remade the Naked Time, but worse, and also like nobody knows who these characters are yet, and so they're not going to get like why it's interesting that they're acting weird, you know. But um, yeah. the but basically like the those episodes are about like there's some kind of I don't know anomaly that hits the ship, and then it causes everyone to act out of the ordinary by mostly by which I mean just like horny, you know, like it's mostly just people like are, yeah. Are very sexual and 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 they take more risks and stuff like that and uh,
1: yeah they like lose their inhibitions I think or something like
0: yeah that. I think like the two probably most famous things that happen are like in, in the in the original one I always think about uh, you see when you see like Sulu with his shirt off and he's like has like a a, a rapier that he's like swinging around um, yeah and then in,
1: yeah I think that's kind of the classic
0: yeah and, and then and then the naked now like. Is the one episode where Data has sex, like Data, data has sex with right. um, with Yar in it, and um, which is it's very funny to me that the that the the name of the the Android collection in Star Trek timelines is a fully functional after that after that uh, that episode.
1: Yeah, because that's what
0: that's what <laughs> that's what Data says, says that he is when, when like she asks him about to... if he can uh, if he can yeah. do it, but. Um, they go into a so she goes into a parody of that and she's like, oh, what do I have to do? And then she actually intentionally fails it because she gets so grossed out because she walks into the mess hall and there's like a ton of characters in the, from the show who are all naked and in various like displays of uh lovemaking and and I think particularly yeah. the thing that really the the screenshot that was really getting passed around online that made a lot of people mad was there's sorry folks I don't really know how else to say this so like you know we, we try not to. Uh, you know, just just for the sake of whoever's listening, we tr- we try not to get too uh, explicit on the show usually. But there is there is a screenshot that was getting passed around, basically, and again, it, it is censored. But but like with a naked Boimler like s- like sitting on like the bar table, like with his his legs like wide open, like kind of like pointing his like butt at at Mariner. And again, you don't like see anything, but yeah. like it's. The implication is there. He's got like kind of a very like come hither look, and I think he's even kind of like pointing towards his his body and stuff. And a lot of people were like, "This is this is like you you can't like like you know like basically say this is way too much for this is not like the kind of thing that like Star Trek usually like traffics in." Um, yeah. And I was wondering like if you had any like kind of a th- thought well, about that or is that true though? I mean, it's obviously more
1: like graphic than Star Trek's ever yeah. well. Than Star Trek's ever been, which again, like because you can, it's an animated show and you can just like put, put sensor bars and and that like, right? Like it's it's all like, very like, I wouldn't say crudely animated, but like, at no point does the show purport to be like realistic. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: it's not. It's so not you can get December away with from, like, More like, being animated, and, like, or, or like even like,
1: yeah. Yeah, but also like Star Trek has been. Pretty darn horny before I feel.
0: Yeah, like. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm <laughs> like even.
1: Yeah, like even. I mean, even the like the the TNG episode or like presumably any number of um, DS9 episodes. Um, there's, I think, in Enterprise, like, and I think it also was controversial. But there's like, there is one scene where you see like basically like the top half of T'Pol's butt, uh-huh. um, where she like. Like I think, like where she like actually like kind of fully disrobes, and you're like seeing her from behind. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's, yeah, I feel like, and like yeah, it's it's more kind of overt and graphic than probably Star Trek has been, but but it's also like a very quick kind of one-off joke. Yeah. Um, whereas like TNG has had like a full episode about like a, a ghost having sex with the main character yeah that's true
0: yeah it's yeah i I get i kind of get what people are saying because it's like you know it does feel a little different in some ways like you know we just we just watched like the next the next episode that that people will hear after this one is um the episode justice which um is an early um a, a early tng episode which is one of the more sexual um uh, Star Trek episodes that we've watched, I think. And, yeah, and like, that's true. I would say, like, as as someone who is not like a prude, like, it's not, not good. It's not it's not it's not done in a good way. Um, yeah. And like, uh, but like in in all of those shows, I, I don't know. There's something where it's like, you know, either that stuff is like implied or it's like suggested or like you know it cuts away before like whatever happens was yeah you know and this is this is not those things like obviously you don't see anything actually but like you know you see everything but you know uh and yeah and um i was but i feel like this show is
1: also like again like it it definitely like it is it it kind of weirdly straddles and i think this is something that people were nervous about it before it started um but i think it usually does a good job of is like straddling that Mm -hmm. border between like kind of adult animated comedy and still being a Star Trek show. I mean, like, the very first episode of the show, everyone gets turned into, like, slathering zombies that are trying to eat everyone's brains, mm-hmm. which is some, another thing. Like, you would never see that in a... like, a, a live-action Star Trek show. But
0: Yeah. I, I ultimately, like, I was... A-
1: so I think they've never really, like claimed to be anything other than what they are
0: I don't yeah know. I, I i get what people some people were saying but like ultimately i didn't really i didn't i, mean, I thought it was a funny joke i thought and so i, I didn't mind that and then and also like <laughs> like the other thing too is that like you know I, I think that like worrying about like what gene would have wanted or not wanted like it's kind of over <laughs> overrated but at the same time it's also, it's also like you know that if he was on cable like we would have seen yeah, and and butts, you know what I mean. Like, like he was—he's like the, one of the horniest men ever to live. Like, like clearly. Um, so, and he and he was, you know, in his own life and uh, in his like advocacy, I think was also very in favor of like a sexual liberation. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, again, I, I'm not someone who thinks we always have to like respect his vision or whatever all the time either. But like that—that that also is like, yeah, you know, he, he what he was doing at the time was. Uh, you know, he was doing everything he was allowed to do. I think, you know, and that's kind yeah. of what the show is doing. So I didn't mind that. But um, anyway, I think I'm I'm mostly talked out about this. Though you know, like, like we said, it's it's a it's a good it's a good uh, show. You should check it out if you
1: yeah if you feel so inclined.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what will happen in the next season. Um, but but I'm. I'm excited, you know, they, they've, they, they announced, like... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. They announced, um, you know, like, before the season even started, they got renewed for season three, so I'm not sure if they, I don't know if they, I don't think they've announced, like, when it's coming out, but... we.
1: No, I tried to look into this, like, it's, like, yesterday, um, and, or, like, after, after finishing the last episode, and, and yeah, like, I, I found that it, it like, I, apparently they've already started recording for mm-hmm. it a little bit, um, and like they're saying, just kind of the usual like sometime lateish twenty twenty to mm-hmm. um,
0: yeah. I um, that that's that's pretty common. Like, like I, I follow a lot of Rick and Morty stuff, and they're always talking about oh yeah, we're recording for season six already, you know. But they you know they're still finishing season five or whatever. So um, yeah, but I'll, I'll be excited. Yet yeah, you know I, again I not I'll, I'll be excited when it comes back. You know what they've announced. Like it seems like we we're going to. Have plenty of Star Trek to watch over the next uh, (laughs) year or so, so I'm sure when it comes back, it'll it'll be it's not as if there will be have been a drought of content, but yeah, um, yeah. Well, you know, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, The show usually comes out um, every other week. Uh, I think it it will be um, our our next regular episode will be next week still, Um, but uh, you know, if you like the show, you can kind of tune in. Uh, you can go to our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Contracts. You can go to our YouTube page at Out of Contracts. Um, Contracts are spelled uh, C O N T R E K S. All right, and you can also email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com. Um, and you can also, uh, you know, if you're, if you're interested in uh, other shows like this, you can check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope uh, Media Podcast Network, which we are a part of. There's Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. Uh, wizard studies which is a harry potter podcast and that's now science works which is a science and pop culture podcast and um yeah so check any of those shows out and we'll see you next week actually so thanks everybody for listening
1: yeah thanks everybody bye